Hi. Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Palt, and today I've got, uh, well, the organization is a friend of the show, but these gentlemen are new from uh, the Emerge Alliance. I've got uh, David Geary, uh, his day job, he's with Universal Electric, as is uh, Tim Martinson, uh, and they're here to talk about some of the things Emerge has been doing in the uh, data center space. So welcome to the show, gentlemen. How's it going? Oh, great, Alex. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to your audience. Yeah, very good, oh, Alex. Not Thank a problem. you. Oh, not a problem. Well, as I've been uh, telling my audience recently, uh, we've been talking a lot about the smart grid and the Internet of Things and all of these really cool things happening in the user space, but infrastructure is important too because nothing works unless the infrastructure works and the data center is where the cloud meets the road as it were wouldn't you agree you could oh and, if, and when you jump in please identify yourself so our audience knows which of the two of you are speaking oh sure i agree this is uh, tim martinson i think the okay. um what go ahead alex no i was going to say then so uh what how does the Emerge Alliance currently view the uh, data center space? I understand you're working on a major initiative for it. Yes, that's correct. Um, we, we have uh, the data center portion of Emerge is focused uh, on the higher voltage DC, 380 volts DC specifically. And um, that in itself ends up being a DC microgrid of sorts. Um, the initial concept was created uh, in 2003, but we've been putting a, a great deal of work into helping to evolve a standard so that companies can build product to take advantage of the technology of DC at a higher voltage for data centers. Right. Well, you know, Tim, because I remember vividly when the high voltage movement started, people like Randy over at IBM and some of the others, are, you know, a lot of advocacy from the computer side of the house. It's interesting now that it's finally building up so that the people who are developing and rolling these centers out and, and requesting these centers are now thinking about high-voltage DC. Yes, and I think it's an interesting observation of yours. The computer companies, or as Dave and I and our company look at it from the chip's perspective or chip-to-grid perspective, rather mm -hmm. than grid-to-chip, the advantages for DC starts in the power supplies at the computers. And Dave could probably allude to more of the benefits there. But when this initially started um, back in 2003 and has evolved through the evolution, everybody was looking at it from the chip side, which is more from the UPS perspective. Well, I think that's where we are seeing huge gains in the market as to why proceed with this technology. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the other thing is that from the chip side, it's always made sense, but from the infrastructure side, it hasn't until relatively recently that the, the command and control and infrastructure technologies can really handle it. Would you agree, or would you have a different opinion? No, I, I would agree, and I think maybe, maybe Dave could uh, give you a chip-to-grid perspective as to the products and technologies, not by company perspective, but just the product evolution that enables that is now enabling this to be uh, available and for companies to leverage uh, what DC does for them in both the uh, direct access and also microgrids. 
Yeah, this yes. is Dave, and it actually all started back in the 2004 time frame. It's about that time where um, the data center folks and, and, and the computer folks start looking around and realizing that the, the low densities of these uh, facilities were were climbing at such a rate that uh, everybody sort of realized that something different needed to be done than the standard designs that were taking place at that time. One of the things that we looked at uh, specifically was the telco industry, and they realized a long time ago that DC power feeding DC loads was the more reliable way of doing things. Unfortunately, those facilities were running at a lower voltage DC at 48 volts, and when you start trying to translate that technology and topology to a data center environment where we're worried about megawatts instead of kilowatts, that voltage does not translate because the lower voltage means very, very high currents to meet that load requirement. So the question came, well, why can't we go to a higher voltage DC? And that's sort of how we, this all started is with that question. And our first uh, demonstrations included a, a higher voltage DC of, of, of providing something close to a 600 volts DC to, to, to just see if the concept uh, was worth pursuing. And when we introduced that idea of going to a higher voltage DC, that's when the folks at uh, IBM and and Intel and, and HP and, and at the time Sun Microsystems said, well, if you can give us a higher voltage DC, why not just give us 380 volts DC? And that's sort of when the light went on. We asked the question, why? Well, the reason is, is that every computer that's made today has to live anywhere in the world. And to do that, it has to have a voltage range and to, that, that will allow it to be applied anywhere in the world, and that means that the AC side of the voltage range needs to go from anywhere from 100 to 240 volts AC. And the first thing that that computer does and in that power supply is it converts it to DC. And the high range of that conversion process is 380 volts DC. And that's where this all started. So it was from that point that uh, everybody especially us, started looking at the overall topology. So well, how can we translate this now into a facility-level environment? And this is sort of where we are today after, after all those years and taking the steps through the power chain and the distribution system of looking at the power supply, then looking at the connector that the power supply is connected to, then looking at the cords and the plugs and the plug strips within the racks, and then the plug strips connecting to a busway or a distribution system and then the distribution system being fed by a rectifier system that takes the AC and converts it to DC. And that's how this all started, and that's really the topology we've been pursuing since then, and that's the uh, topology that's grown legs to where we are today and allowed us to write the standard to cover all these different components of, in the Emerge Alliance's uh, data and telecom center standard that uh, is now public. Mm -hmm. Well, and that makes all the sense in the world, David, because everybody thinks of a core technology as, oh, yes, we'll add this or add X and everything will, you know, be okay. But it's a cascade. As you pointed out, there's all these moving parts in the system, and each and every one of them has got to be either upgraded or modified to address the new standard. That's correct. And we see this on the AC side. I mean, once that, uh, that struggle uh, was really – kicked into high gear back in that 2004 with these load densities, you started seeing the different topology in the AC world take place and, and say, how do, we, how do we address this? And the facility 
uh, personnel uh, within these data centers were struggling with that, uh, with the standard topologies that they were living with today. And, and we've seen the, the AC world uh, struggle in somewhat the same way. And so our, our tactic was, well, if we're going to do something, why don't we do something that really is, is meaningful and is game-changing? Um, we have DC loads, and these DC loads need this amount or this, this uh, level of voltage. Why not give it what they need and, and develop our distribution system to meet what really the, the important thing is, is to feed reliable power to the computer itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now you've come out with this, or the alliance has come out with these lists of, uh, uh, what is it, accepted or approved or compliant devices? How does that exactly work? Well, the first step was to write the standard. So we did write the standard. We actually wrote it in uh, relationship to other standards being written around the world. Uh, Etsy in Europe, uh, there's standards in China and, and Japan, and uh, it's really become a worldwide initiative. Uh, so uh, our standard was written with the idea to harmonize with whatever, with, with everything that's going around in the world. Uh, once we had the standards written, um, we then had to develop a process to list these standards to this uh, eMERGE uh, uh, template. And uh, so we just, we just now are entering into the stage where we as a manufacturer uh, have a listed product that is compliant with the eMERGE standard. So um, we are now seeing the manufacturers of the different component parts of this distribution system that are members of the eMERGE Alliance uh, addressing their particular uh, manufactured products to the eMERGE standard and getting it uh, listed on the eMERGE uh, webpage. Mm-hmm. So now, what exactly are the benefits then to me as a designer by selecting from your list as opposed to buying uh, parts that had similar specs? I think that goes back to the some of the things that we keep hearing that we heard as to why this would not take place. Um, we had a number of companies indicate how difficult it was for the AC industry to come up with standards. But I think if we sit back and look at it, you have 50 and 60 hertz. You have in the data center space a wide range of AC voltages. Add to that that you have frequency to deal with. It was highly complex. So we had the same questions around voltage ranges without frequency uh, confusing the issue. And what we've done by creating a standard, not only are we looking at a standard in the data center space, but we're looking at DC microgrids and how that, occup- how that interfaces with the occupied space. So the benefit of using the eMERGE Alliance standards, both for occupied space and for data centers, outside plants, et cetera, is that we've looked at all these issues on a global basis, and the voltage ranges and the grounding standards, et cetera, have been addressed by worldwide professionals. There's over 100 companies in the eMERGE. So this has moved along very quickly because of the simplicity of DC and the dedication of world-class leaders. And that's a lot of work for somebody to do to pick the right voltage. I had the opportunity to go to a data center recently that committed to DC to pick the range outside the range of what eMERGE is standardized on. It's not that it won't work, but certainly if you're designing product, which is why the original group that created the concept joined the Emerge Alliance, is to create a standard so that manufacturers could build and companies could deploy something that they knew worked elsewhere. And, and well, you know, you make a great point, and then you made another point that came up while you were talking about that whole thing 
is we're not just talking about data centers. Anything involving a DC microgrid, which could be smart homes in the future, smart industrial facilities, the list could literally go on. Exactly. And actually, in our company, um, we've been asked to speak and to uh, provide assistance to a residential initiative that's happening globally uh, out of the University of Pittsburgh and uh, um, the University of Prague. Uh, as far as a global initiative to provide power for low-income housing, uh, distributed generation, um, whether it be solar or microturbines, to provide lights, cooling, um, ventilation, and so forth. Uh, this has become this is a huge shift in how power is utilized globally, and we think that the eMERGE provides real value to creating these standards and it's starting to enable products to be developed very quickly uh, as opposed to having to deal with all the other AC standards. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, gentlemen, are there any other things that uh, you see involving the space that eMERGE is going to be pushing going forward? I mean, after this, and this is going to be an ongoing effort, obviously, growing the list and education and development within that aspect of it. But beyond that, what challenges do you foresee eMERGE Alliance uh, tackling in that space? I think it's like any technology. We are at a point that the initial benefits are being felt and that as we look at the opportunities, and I'd like to, Dave to speak to it a little bit, but we're now looking at, for example, a wide-range DC input voltage to power supplies for computers. That, in our determination, is probably not the ultimate. Uh, we have that is very good and better, we think, than providing a DC architecture, but there's many opportunities to enhance that. We're simply at the beginning of this initiative where the technology that we're um, opposing, I guess, that's what probably poor choice of words, has been out there for 100 years. And um, the power, to, power electronics technology today is far more advanced, provides a great deal of more information. I'm sure Dave would like to add to that a little bit. Yeah, well, the first step in this whole process has been, okay, what does this DC system look like? Well, the first deployments obviously need to look similar to what we do, have done all these years in the AC system and AC world. And so these first uh, systems that we have deployed look very similar to the AC world, except for in DC, obviously, we have simplified things and only have a plus and a minus wire as opposed to phase conductors of A, B, C, and neutral. Um, the next step beyond that, though, is to do some of the things that Tim has alluded to, is that DC opens up and, is, and to some extent is an enabler to a lot of the new technologies that are, are developing as we speak, energy storage, um, alternative energy, um, circuit protection, uh, there's power electronics in these, in these places will enable, as, as we see, uh, these systems deployed to, to be able to do things that we've never dreamed about uh, uh, in the AC world. So it's uh, quite exciting in that regard. But then, like you said, it takes us beyond just what uh, we could do in a data center. And, um, and we start merging the, the, the technology that we're developing for the data center into residential, commercial offices, and ultimately in the DC microgrids where we have distributed energy and islanding potentials everywhere that we have power needs. 
Well, you know, I agree with everything you gentlemen have said. I think we're we're moving forward, and power is a mixed blessing when it comes as an industry because its legacy is so deep. It's got such a deep um, fraternity, but then that's also compounded the, by the issue that it's being challenged by these newer technologies, which aren't replacing anything directly. I mean, the power still has to be there. It still has to be manipulated. The methodology may change, but the needs do not. And I think too many people are focusing on the change and not not enough on the result. And I think we need to move more aggressively in the right direction and stop uh, wasting our efforts in divisive arguments. That's, I think, a big issue. I agree wholeheartedly with that statement, and, and really where that uh, comes to roost most uh, most definitively is when we see these natural disasters. Um, you see hurricanes come through and tornadoes, and, and the way uh, devastation can happen in communities where power is lost, even a simple thunderstorm where, where we've all experienced a loss of power at our home um, basically renders us all helpless. And uh, we, we got to think, and, and, and some of the thought process that's going on here is that uh, it's time to get beyond that. Um, technology link technologies out there, and they're doing just like you said, and, and looking uh, down the road and, and at the big picture of, of, of getting away from uh, legacy and what we've done before, as opposed to what we can do now and in the future, is really a perspective we need to take. Agreed, agreed. Now, something I always do is allow my guests to have the last word, so I'm going to ask each of you to, for any of your final thoughts uh, for our audience, and it could be on this topic or it could be on something related, obviously, but it's uh, your words. I'll let Tim start. Um, well, I didn't see the question coming, so I'm going to stall for 30 seconds, five seconds. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess you know what Dave brought up, I think, is so profound. If we look at Japan and the tsunami that hit and realize that half of that country could not get power, their extra power to the other half of the country because of frequency, the complications that AC provides or AC has is the challenge that has been solved through engineering, but it's not necessarily the most effective way to go. Companies like ABB and others are doing high voltage not higher voltage like we are, high voltage DC, approaching a million volts for distribution. This is happening not just at the lower voltage range of what Emerge Alliance is addressing, but across the entire electrical industry. Very profound, and you're right. How about you, David? Also, to add to what Tim said, uh, actually, uh, the only thing in part of the area of Japan that did stay up and running was an experimental DC microgrid. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, they are moving forward uh, in great diligence to expand that uh, that whole uh, system topology in other areas. Um, probably the biggest thing, though, is that uh, I guess the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, is that uh, we know from our partners and, and other things happening that uh, there now are 600 sites or more in China of DC systems and data centers and telco facilities. They've embraced this idea to move forward at a rapid pace. As a result, this idea that uh, started here in the United States is uh, struggling with how to move it forward in the United States where the rest of the world has, has taken it and, and run full-heartedly uh, to the, the next generation and the future. Um, so I guess just my takeaway would be is that uh, this technology is here. We have we see great promise uh, for the future, 
And like you said, I think it's time that uh, we in the United States uh, take more of a leadership role in this and, uh, and start uh, investing and developing and, and promoting uh, this concept, not only in data centers, but in the other areas where it shows promise. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate you coming. In fact, uh, Emerge is one of my uh, favorite organizations, and I'm going to drag some more of your guys out in the future as well, but uh, maybe we'll get you guys back into the rotation too. But I really enjoyed having you here today. Thanks very much, Alex. And I'd like to thank the audience for taking the time to be with us. Obviously, we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Power. Have a great day.